0: Don't be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far.
1: Razaban here for IFL TV in association with MTK Global with me. On Zoom today, a matchmaker for Golden, Golden Boy Promotions, Roberto Diaz. Uh, Roberto, firstly, how are we doing?
0: Doing good. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, I hope everybody out there is staying safe, sound, and, uh, and sane. <laughs> um, it, it is one of those uh, situations that we've never lived, you know, in our, in our lifetime. But uh, if we could learn something from our sport is we're going to face obstacles in the ring we're gonna face obstacles outside the ring this is now a championship fight it's in the later rounds and uh we have to come out of top together we can as a team
1: just before we speak uh about boxing uh, obviously everybody knows we've been in this pandemic uh, everybody together since march or so um america unfortunately is probably the most it's probably the worst country at the moment um when it when this whole coronavirus was going over, do you think people took it as seriously as it's become?
0: No, absolutely not. And I think it's because, again, it's it's all new to us. It's not like we had uh, our, our grandfathers alive or somebody that's lived through it or we've lived through it that we have the experience of guide. Look, if this happens, knock on wood, it doesn't. In another five years, all of us that have lived this and gone through it will know how serious it can get if we don't take it serious. So we didn't have that president before uh it's a pandemic it's a co- you'd hear from one side oh, it's like a flu a little bit harder than a flu. oh it's nothing to worry about uh you know in, in in Mexico, a lot of my family and friends were saying, even the government was out there saying, don't worry about face masks, don't stop kissing and stop hu- go out and live your life. The cases are going to be very high as well. It's not until we are in a situation where we're like, oh my God, this is real. This is serious. I remember hearing in the beginning, people are dying, you're reading and and people are saying, well, I don't know anybody. So it must not be true. It must be what media wants us to hear or think. Well, now that we've seen or know somebody that's past or gotten sick or really struggled with the pandemic with the with the illness now it's people are taking it more serious so um, I think it's something to take serious now and never in my wildest dreams that I think it was gonna last this long so more reason to take this very serious and and you know do use all the precautions stay indoors if you can Use the masks if you have to go out. Wash your hands as you know, excess as much as you can. Sanitize, you know, take all precautions. Eventually, maybe we're all gonna have to catch it if this doesn't get under control. But you know, we just gotta hope for the best.
1: I'm sure in the early part of 2020, you were planning many shows uh, in spring, in summer. Um, obviously, all of those shows got suspended and postponed. But how have you been keeping yourself sane? and uh, in control of yourself and just just been keeping yourself active well yeah
0: we've canceled a lot of shows um it's affected boxing around the world but what's made it it's not just affecting boxing it's affecting such a bigger 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 you know picture than that the whole world and the restaurants the small businesses um uh, you know movie theaters everything is being affected you know so sports. So it's it would be very selfish to say, man, it's ruined my life because of boxing's dead, or you know shut down for the time being. Boxing's actually one of the first sports that actually came back. So we're very fortunate in that sense. But the bigger, bigger picture is all the lives and 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 how it imagine being that small business owner that for the last two or three years was getting ready to open up his restaurant or his business and put out all his life savings into it. And then comes a the pandemic closes down, you know, that's damaging. That's, that's up for a lot of people. They're not going to be able to get back from that, you know, or it's going to take many years for me personally. It's been, you know, there's ups and downs. There's days where y- you try to get the positives and say, okay, uh, in my line of work there's a lot of travel there's a lot of stress there's a well you know there hasn't been that travel there hasn't been that stress uh i've actually feel like okay i rejuvenated because i've been working out every day eating healthy uh, sleeping a little bit more probably but outside of that it's also the it's a different stress because rather than the stress of making the fights and sometimes arguing with management or fighters or trainers, this is the right fight. This is the date. This is the budget. That stress is gone because I haven't been negotiating, but the new stress is when is this going to end? You know, as much as I've been able to catch up with my family because we've been home, we've been together. It's now like, okay, I need to get on a plane and travel. (laughs) We need to get some space. But um, there is that stress of, you got to keep the fighters motivated and it's very difficult when you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring so you call them constantly in contact with their teams with all the fighters and saying look stay ready stay training uh, you know once this is over those that are ready are are uh, have been training as much as possible and as ready are the ones that are going to go in sooner but again because it's all new to everybody it's been basically a conversation of taking it day by day, and that you learn from the game you're in. As a fighter, every round's different. Every opponent's different. You might win a round. You might get dropped a round. Don't give up. You got to get in, and so if that's what you preach to the fighters, you got to practice it, and in my case, yes, uh, these last 100 days plus, it's been almost like you break them down into rounds, and there's a bad round, there's a bad day. There's a good round, there's a good day. There's a day you get in there and say, you know what, I'm knocking you out. I'm gonna go out there. So it's you learn from the fighters. You learn of, with these athletes that you you work with, and that motivates
1: you. Let's talk about a couple of your fighters. Um you, have your, you had your first show not long ago, headlined by Virgil Ortiz and Samuel Vargas. Uh Virgil Ortiz, I believe 16 and O, 16 KO. Uh, I remember Oscar tweeting saying he will be the next world champion from your stable. Um, how impressive has Virgil been since he joined you? And can you go on to become one of the all-time greats? Absolutely. Virgil is very disciplined.
0: Um, he works very hard. Um, you could see it with the results. You know, when we first matched him against Mauricio Herrera, Mauricio had made every opponent, everybody he had fought, look bad. Uh, Mauricio has a, lo- a better record than what shows because he wasn't given the right decisions in a few of those fights. But the mentality was, you know, Virgil's knocking everybody out. If he knocks out Mauricio Herrera, oh my God, that's 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 crazy. There's, there's definitely some power behind Virgil's punches. But if he doesn't, that's okay too because he's getting valuable experience by going the rounds with somebody else crafty and, and, and as as with a high ring iq as mauricio rena mauricio didn't have a big punch mauricio didn't have a fast uh execution but mauricio took the range away from everybody he was never ready and he had a great chin and he would break you down mentally and physically so he was a very tough tough opponent to face and if virgil lost which okay could happen he's still young so that matchup was one that was gonna answer a lot. He knocked them out like nobody had ever done that. Antonio Dosco's next. He knocked them out like nobody had ever done that. Solomon's next. Nobody had ever knocked out Brad Solomon. So there's three opponents that had never been stopped and Virgil does it with ease. So he's way ahead of his moment of where he should be based on his age, based on the amount of fights. So with each fight he's passing with flying colors, you let go a little bit more. You let go a little bit more. It's when they struggle a little bit that you say, okay, look, he's having trouble with a southpaw. Let's prepare, let's take away some southpaws for a little bit and then bring him back to see how he does while training in the gym. for So you gauge it on a fight by fight, but he's passing with flying colors every time. And it's because he's doing what he's supposed to be doing in the gym. And then it transfers over into the fight. So, yes, we believe Virgil. Nobody's going to want to fight him. Nobody's going to say, hey, I'm the champion of the world. Uh, Get me Virgil Ortiz. He's going to have to get in a mandatory position for one of the champions to say, either one, A, I'll fight him because he's my mandatory, or B, I'll vacate my title because I'm not fighting Virgil. He's a high risk right now with low reward for them. And the great thing is, Virgil's willing and wants to fight the best. Whether he's not protecting or no, he I want to challenge myself. In order to be great one day, all the great fighters, going back to the beginning of time, lost fights because they were daring to be great and learned from losses and became better fighters. <laughs>
1: talk about Canelo Alvarez, Uh, it seemed, uh, I believe in March, a press conference was going to take place with Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders. We know that fight was very, very close, and due to the pandemic, the fight didn't take place, and we had no press conference or announcement. Since then, it's believed that Canelo will be fighting September 12, which is about five weeks away, or less, just over four weeks away now. Um, Billy Joe first ruled himself out. So I just want to touch on Billy Joe first, What was your reaction when Billy Joe came out and said, I didn't want to fight Canelo. He needed more time. And also that the money was a lot less as well. Well, I mean, every, every, everybody, everybody has their own, you know,
0: each brains their own world and only they know what they're thinking of. For him to say uh, it wasn't enough time, only him and his team know how much time they need. Uh, Since the last time we spoke, I've read a little bit more on what Billy Joe's saying. And you got to respect that. You know what? He's a champion, he's undefeated, and, you know, he's since said, uh, don't even pay me if I I don't win. So you got to understand, these times right now are frustrating. They're not what we're normally used to. So one day you might even, and I'm not just saying Billy Joe, anybody out of the blue say, you know what, I'm going to retire. It's done. I'm over because they're not seeing what they want. I need a date. I need this. I need that. I want to get into the gym. I want to start sparring. I want to start training. Um, the Billy Joe fight was one of the names that were mentioned, and, and we were going back and forth, but it wasn't close to being finalized. I mean, there wasn't no contracts back or forth. Um, it is a fight that interests people, I mean, uh, because it's undefeated. But there was other other names at the time. Um, is it a name that Canelo Canelo fight, fight anybody? I mean, that's one of the as, – as a matchmaker, that's one of the easiest – uh, athletes we, we work with that from long ago, not just now, he's always been willing and daring to fight the best. And that's what makes him uh, not only defensive boxing today, not only the number one fighter, but you look at his resume for where he is in the years he's been fighting at his age, he's fought more names than
1: anybody out there. Is it hard to match fighters with Canelo? Because it seems like when we hear a lot at the moment that a lot of fighters want A lot of money and and i remember 15 20 years ago you if you were the b-side fighter you had to go in there and beat the champion and become the a-side fighter have the dynamics now changed where fighters want the money more than kind of the, the legacy and hall of fame status
0: great question i love that you asked that because you're absolutely right today people a lot of fighters feel and they raise their hand to be the a- a- Canelo opponent for the wrong reasons. And, 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 and I don't want the fans to hear and say, that's not the wrong reasons. They're trying to take care of their family, their wives, their, you know, their well-being. For the wrong reasons, what I mean is, it's a lottery ticket. I already won without winning. The, the, the mentality is, I already won. Don't care really about the fight. If I win the fight, eh, that's a bonus. But I already won because I can retire after this. Where the mentality should be, I don't care about the money. I mean, you know, quote unquote, I don't care about the money. The money has to be right. You're not going to fight Canelo and for free. No. But that shouldn't be the motivating factor. It's as a fighter, remember, when they go pro, the first thing on their mind or things that as a young kid going into boxing is, I wanna be great, I wanna be a world champion, I wanna be famous, I wanna be a role model. If you ask a lot of the kids at the beginning, pro debuts, what are the five things that that you're hoping to achieve? World champion, hall of fame, be known, be a role model. What I guarantee you, nine out of 10 times, the last one will be money. Because the money's gonna come with these other four. It's automatic. And today, that's the, I mean, you know, it was always money. It's, it's a business. That's how they make their, 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 their sustain their lives and, and, and pay for their expenses and, and help their families. But we would have never seen Hagler and Hearns and Leonard and Duran and, and, and all these truly great fights in the history because, no, I got to make more than that. I got to make, more. these guys were all willing to be great, dare to be great. Go, go beat Canelo. And if you beat Canelo, Hey, all power to you. Now you deserve that kind of money. It's going to come. You know, we have a few fighters in the stable that are willing to fight for And I read one of the, I heard one of the, one of them, two of them actually come out and voice that it's not even about money. Toriano Johnson said, it's not about money. I want to go in there and and bring it. I want to go in there and and fight the best because they want to retire and tell their grandchildren one day, hey, I fought the greatest fighter out there at the time. And, and maybe even say, I fought him and beat him. Or I fought him and gave him a hell of a fight. Jason Quigley said the same thing. You know, it's not about the money. I want to go in there. And, and I like how Jason put it. Jason said, this could be like, I could be the Rocky to Apollo Creed. You know, you're giving a chance to somebody that, man, maybe under normal circumstances, you wouldn't. But just like Rocky, I'm going to bring hell to him. So it's not about money. For some of them, it's about opportunity. It's about legacy. And for others, yeah, it's only about money. You know, that changed. Those dynamics changed a few years ago when, when a fighter came in and said, hey, it's all about the money. It's business. And everybody else that was looking up, coming out, you know, followed that. But if you go back to Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard and Duran, it was about fighting the greatest to be remembered as the greatest.
1: Roberto Hearn I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, and he <clears> said <throat> that there were a couple of his fighters that he pushed forward to Golden Boy, Callum Smith, John Ryder, uh, Dimitri Onrade. Um, so what can you tell us with Canelo's opponent? When do we expect announcement? And does he still fight September 12th? That's still up in the
0: air. I mean, I, I think September 12th is, is getting too close to, to where it, it's not possible. Hopefully it is. I mean, Canelo's training. He's always training. Um, he's always ready. Like he says, his motto is, I'm, I was born ready. So it's just a matter of, you know, getting it done. And hopefully we can get, get it done very soon. Because I know a lot of the fans around the world are are ready to see a big fight. You know, we've been seeing boxing is back. And that's great. That's the first step. I think most importantly, we've got to make sure that the protocols are working. You know, everybody's doing a great job. Top Rank's doing a great job. We've done our first show. It was successful as far as you know all the protocols nobody came out ill matchrooms done one in the UK this weekend they're doing another one so I think as we see more and more shows being done that's going to help to now take it to that next level okay here's a show it can be done let's take it to the bigger fight level and hopefully that could be Canelo soon
1: but with fans not being permitted in stadiums at the moment in the UK uh, they were going to do some test runs in some smaller, smaller sports and events which got cancelled by our prime minister. So it looks like we might not get 15,000, 20,000 people in the stadium, maybe until sometime next year. And that's a big if as well. In the States, it's a lot worse. So with this impact, do you see now that to make those big fights, fighters have to take smaller purses? And does this change the dynamic of purses moving forward?
0: It has to, because at the end of the day, everybody around the world, boxing, not boxing, baseball for other sports, it's an impact. I mean, you're taking a big revenue out of an event, ticket sales, you know, uh, concessions, sponsorships, a big chunk is going to come out. So I think a lot of uh, fighters have to wake up and realize, look. Um, and not just fighters. I'm, like I said, everybody around the world, baseball players, soccer players, you know, without the attendance, that's a big, big revenue. It's almost like little by little it's going to drop. If, if sponsorships are going to say, I can't, spar- I can't pay that much, or if we keep paying these amounts and their sales are not going up, we might have to close shop. So little by little it's going to drizzle down. But, yes, I think many fighters, um, the majority – that are at a certain level are willing to adapt then you have the elite that are saying well before i make that decision of of a you know a cut or anything let's see how much longer this is going to go because think of it if they say yeah we'll take because if this is if only they knew if we had a crystal ball and says, hey this is going on for the next two or three years everybody's going to start calling i'll fight tomorrow i'll fight tomorrow I'll <laughs> fight tomorrow just but because there's that uncertainty that it could be tomorrow, we wake up and, hey, all of a sudden, everything's good. Okay, then schedule me and I'll go back to the audiences and everything, but we don't know yet. We don't know. And I agree with you, I don't think it'll be this
1: year. to I also spoke to Eddie Hearn about potentially uh, what the latest was on Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. Uh, Eddie said that they had made an offer to yourself, which I believe wasn't accepted. Um, he hasn't received any offers from your side. I believe purse bids are maybe sometime this week. I'm not sure. I hope you can clarify. But what is the latest on the whole Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell situation? The purse bid is for tomorrow morning. So uh, we do have,
0: there has been back and forth communication. Uh, there's been some little changes here and there. But um, we're hoping that we can get a deal done sometime today. Otherwise, uh, we're going to purse bid.
1: And and this is a fight that – is this a fight that Ryan wanted or the whole team wanted, or how was it? Because obviously, it seemed like that Ryan wasn't going to go this route. Initially, it seemed like from the background that the management didn't want to take the Luke Campbell fight because of Luke's experience. Um, but was this a fight that Ryan pushed for?
0: No, it's a, it's a fight that Ryan has um, right after the Duno knockout uh, in Vegas uh, last year. Ryan said, I want Jorge Linares, I want Luke Campbell, and then I want Javante Davis." And, and Ryan's another kid, like we mentioned earlier with Virgil. He's another young man that has very clear what he wants. He wants to be remembered as a great fighter. He, want, he does train his ass off. He learns very quickly. He's tremendous talent. Every fight, he gets better and better especially since he hooked up with Eddie Reynoso. You could see advancements and changes. His body's maturing now. He's filling in. Ryan's there. Now, this fight was ordered. Originally, we offered a couple other fights that weren't accepted. We we couldn't close with them because the team felt, you know, whatever. But this was ordered by the WBC for the interim world title. So here we are. We're less than 24 hours away from... Uh, potential perspic or for making the fight and, and coming to a deal
1: be confident you could reach a deal before perspic um normally
0: normally if there's a deal to be made it's at the 11th hour that they get done so yes i am
1: roberto um could you shed some light on like it seems like there's some tension sometimes with oscar canelo oscar ryan garcia we saw ryan garcia and oscar you know had this Twitter engagement where Oscar was saying things indirectly and Ryan came out and, and, and said things about Oscar as well. Um, is that just part of the relationship?
0: I think it's like
1: all, uh, like all families, you know, when you, or all
0: uh, marriages, this is like a marriage. Sometimes you fight over a remote control or the show you want to watch. And I, I changed it. I want to watch my, my soccer game. Um, it happens. It happens. It, it's, it's a part of boxing. Um, uh, you know, uh, I say the sky is blue. You say it's red. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it's also because there's so many people advising and giving information. But it's part of it. I mean, we, we have the experience. We we you 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 try to say it's not if it's going to happen, it's when. Sometimes it happens sooner. Sometimes it happens later. But it it happens, especially when when the fights are are getting bigger or
1: or you know the the careers advancing. Roberto, just finally, I know you're a boxing man. I know, I, I heard your story about how you got into boxing through Marcos Antonio Barrera, uh, who was one of my favourite fighters as well. In fact, I was more Morales than Barrera, if I'm being honest with you. I saw an interview with you, I think it was Sportology, uh, recently where you talked about your story. So I know you, you loved your boxing and your, your favourite fight was Muhammad Ali, but an announcement was made a couple of weeks ago where a 53-year-old Iron Mike Tyson is planning to return to the ring against Roy Jones Jr., both heavyweight champions of the past, both legends of our sports. Um, what do you make of both of them coming back? We know it's an exhibition. We don't really know the ins and outs on how it's going to be. We believe it's an eight-rounder, but you know, are they going to go full out and, and hit each other and try and knock each other out? We don't know how it's going to be, but what do you make of these two great athletes coming back into the ring? In the past, personally, I would be
0: Not against it because you can't go to a a man or or men to tell them, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You can't really tell legends uh, what they should or couldn't, you know, shouldn't be doing. But in the past, I wouldn't be a big fan of something like this, especially if either of them were coming back to fight somebody in their moment, in their prime, because to me, it's like, ah, man, you know, as good as you feel, as great as you look. It's when you get hit, and and to lose to somebody that you would have never lost to in your prime, it's it's sort of like tarnishing that legacy that you've done. But okay, in this particular case, because they're both retired fighters, because they're both in that same uh, you know close age group and all, because it's an exhibition. You know, when they say it's an exhibition, that's what it could start being. Until that first punch lands. They're fighters. There's a reason they were great. Because they're not just going in there rehearsing a movie. Once that first punch lands from either side. Oh, shit. Okay. This is serious now. Boom. I'm going to hit you harder. Then I'm going to hit you. You've seen it. Because even in sparring sessions, when they're good mates, sparring, one of those, oh, okay. You want to, okay. And then it could turn into the biggest brawl that Jim's ever had. So. I'm a little bit afraid of if it turns into a brawl after a certain round. Now, it could be that after three rounds, they're both tired and huffing and puffing because Mike comes out. Look, his instinct is first bell. And if Roy still has the legs to stay away a little bit, what happens after the third round or fourth? Is Mike falling apart because he's so tired? or? The last thing you lose is the punch. Roy might not have those legs to stay away from Mike's punch. And one punch is all in I mean, Enzo Macronelli put a very n- nasty knockout on Roy a few years ago. Enzo doesn't, the kid, I don't care how old Mike is, Mike probably still is a little bit harder than Enzo. And and, and he puts the whole force into it. And, and you still see Mike, I don't care, it's the mitts. But you still see what Mike used to do so good is bring the whole body into it. So, I just hope nobody gets hurt. It's entertainment. If the fans are entertained at the end of the event and they're happy, all power to it because you're going to see two legends. We never got to see them in their prime together, which I think is a good thing. I think in their prime, Mike definitely would have hurt Roy as great as Roy was. Um, But as long as nobody gets hurt and people are entertained, then that's good. Hey. There's there's promoters doing YouTubers, which I'm not in for. At least these are legendary fighters that have gone through the sweat, blood, and tears to say I'm going back in the ring, and nobody should be able to say no as long as they pass all their medicals and they physically are are not in danger. Then hey,
1: it and for? it's
0: labeled exhibition, not a not a profile. You know, it was funny because Eddie took a jab at it, and I'm like, come on, Eddie. No, man, you did YouTubers. So, no, 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 don't do that, man. You know,
1: this is an exhibition. I think what Eddie said was that what he didn't want to see was, like, between the rounds, they're doing interviews and, and they're talking to the fans. He'd rather, if they're going to do it, just go in the ring and actually fight. Agreed, agreed. I mean, if it's it, – yeah, and it, how, how do you sell an
0: exhibition? You know, if, if it's for charity, then, yes, Chavez – Chavez is going on his third exhibition in Mexico against Trabia Suarez. They've actually turned into good little fights. You know, they, they, they go in there, they throw, fill up the arenas, but it's all for charity. Barrera and Morales have been talking in the last couple of months of possibly doing that. Now, because I know the history, because I know them very well, I've even told both. We've talked during this pandemic, and I've told both. You know, you know that you guys are cool right now, but once that first punch lands or somebody's going to try to go in there and, and say, okay, I got, I got, I'm going to get over on you again, it's going to turn into a fight. And they both said, yes, we know that. So it's like, oh, man.
1: Whenever you talk about Bruno Morales, the first thing that comes to my mind is when they were doing the face-off and Barrera went to land uh, the punch, but it was they had some great fights. And uh, hopefully we can see some of the up-and-coming young stars, the Garcias, the Haney's, Javante Davis, Tiofimo, you know, all mixing and, and give us legendary fights. It's a great
0: moment for the lightweight division. I think that's what's needed right now to really uh, get that fan interest back, especially in a time like this, if these fights can be made. I mean, just alone right there, you have Luke, uh, Ryan versus Lucan, Ham. And, and and Vasily Lomachenko. Then you have um, don't, I'm not a big fan on the fight, uh, Tank Davis against Leo Santa Cruz. And the reason I'm not is because Leo's coming from very, you know, smaller weight coming up and Tank's coming down. But at least you have another one active. Haney, we're waiting to hear what he's going to do. It was supposed to be Linares against Fortuna. Linares actually is recovering right now from the COVID Um now you have a lot of the young fighters willing to fight each other. And it's, it's like a mini tournament, you know, because at the end of the day, the winners should fight each other. And then the winner, and then maybe one or two men standing. And then you have the Super Bowl. That's what's going to be
1: an exciting moment for boxing. Robert, the problem with that is, don't you feel like, from our fans' perspective on the outside, you mentioned there Teofimo Lomachenko with top rank, Devin Haney with Matt Ryan with yourself, Javante with PBC, is we see a lot of promoter rivalry at the moment. Different networks. Javante Davis, is. they're trying to build him as a pay-per-view star. Um, Leonard Elby has come out in the past and said he's not fighting on some app, right? So how do promoters and managers clear the path for fans and media, or fans mainly, to see these blockbuster fights? I think that's what we depend on, the fans. And, and, And
0: if all the fans start asking, let's just say, this tournament happens, you have two fighters standing. Whoever they are, whoever the promoters are, the fans start demanding that fight and really not supporting any other fight that these guys take in the media, you know, or or supporting it to a magnitude that's much less. Eventually, these guys have to fight, and you got to put egos aside. Look, they were able to do uh, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. Then I think, you know, and back in the day, Don King and Bob Arum were able to build fights, and they weren't the friendliest, you know, they weren't the best mates. Um, Any fight can be done as long as both parties, both sides. And when I mean both sides, that means management, fighter, trainer, promoter. Both sides want it. The fighters can go to the promoter and say, hey, I want that fight. Get me that fight. How many times in the past did we say, you know what, Canelo? We don't like this fight. We don't like this stuff. I want that fight. And we've done them. We never in my wildest dreams would I have dreamed, dreamt that Canelo was going to fight a light heavyweight. Never in my wildest dreams. I mean, he's he's a solid, strong guy. Not tall, not long reach. Not, you know, think a light heavyweight? Ugh. He proved us right. He proved all the people that thought it would be never to happen. He proved us wrong. Not only competed, went in there and knocked out one of the top light heavyweights in boxing. So as long as the parties involved want it, it could get done. And I think that's where the promoters need to say, look, uh, it's a friendly rivalry. It's, it's competition. It's great for boxing. Uh, to put my best against your best and your best against mine and, and you're going to win some? You're gonna lose some. We've been doing fights with top rank over the last, this, during this pandemic, a couple fights. We have a couple more coming up. It's, it's, it's exciting because it's soccer, it's baseball, it's football. You're putting your best against other best. And again, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. But then there's other promoters that I'll only make a fight with you if I know I can win. Oh, okay. Well, we'll try it. <laughs>
1: Roberto, uh, thank you so much for popping on and giving you a few moments uh, of your time. Um, continue to stay safe and, and healthy, yourself, your family, everybody at Golden Board Promotions. And we look forward to announcements over the next couple of weeks, over the next few shows that you have in mind. Thank you very much to everybody out there. Uh,
0: tell Coogan cashes, he owes me uh, a lunch. I'm still waiting. Uh, tell everybody I said hello. Um, and, and most importantly, yes, everybody stay safe. We're not over this. The The, the final bell hasn't rung. But hopefully, we are getting close, and at the end of the day, our hands will be raised if we all stick in this, you know, stick into this
1: together. Roberto, by IFL TV, thank you very much.